mean, we can talk about the '90s surge. We can talk about. <laughs> were you? What were you? What was your nerd stuff? Marvel comics. God, so much. Yeah. Like everything. Were you into Pokemon at all? Did a you, little bit. You, you do Pokemon a little, a little bit. bit. I, I, I liked Digimon more. Oh, you're a Digimon guy. They were slightly less annoying because they could say more than just their name. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know that shit just got old. Like I would choke the fuck out of Pikachu after like maybe a month just like say something else bitch <laughs> say it one more time I swear to God <laughs> but I mean uh, that brand has made all the money Pokemon oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah it's yeah. like one of the top selling I mean uh, grossing entertainment properties of all time I'm old enough Indeed. that I remember whenever it was first introduced in the states and it was still being marketed as pocket monsters uh, oh, yeah. nobody wanted to say it before yeah. <laughs> they're like that's a weird word we don't know how to say that yeah. <laughs> pocket monster almost sounds more dirty though it sounds yeah. like something that you play with in public but you're not supposed to yeah yeah yeah, yeah. get out that pocket monster yeah, yeah. 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 Get, get your hands off your pocket monster yeah. put your dick beaters where I can see them yeah so they switched to Pokemon. Yeah, which yeah. is a good call. Good, it, good. It, it does sound like... <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it could be a gay Jamaican porno, but... <laughs> there it is. There it is. Yeah. Like, let, me, let me say it slow in my head real quick. <laughs> Pokemon. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I just came to spill tea. I mean, that seems to be how you rack up views on podcasts. Yeah, well, you spill like, yeah whatever you got. Like Marty a... Johnson is a walrus! Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Rhythm and Wit, the podcast and video series where we discuss and explore the creative and artistic expressions of artists and performers in Oklahoma City and its neighboring cities, also referred to as the greater metro area. My name is David Steele. I am a bass player, a music producer, a graphic designer, a photographer, and a film hobbyist. My co-host is Nicholas Campbell. Nick is a stand-up comedian, a singer, a songwriter, a guitar player, electrical contractor, a husband, a father, and my best friend for the past 25 years. In today's episode, we welcome a special guest, Brandon Killo. Brandon is a stand-up comedian, a producer, a writer, a lyricist, and a former rapper. We talked to Brandon today about his approach to doing impressions, as well as his observational humor his cultural humor and dark humor. We also asked him what it's like to headline shows and got some tips on running an open mic and how to promote shows. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast feeds to keep up with new episodes that drop every Friday. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and our conversation with Brandon, as we greatly appreciate your time and attention. Ready? Okay. In five, four. Oh, you do this. Okay. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Wit. My name is David Steele, 
And with me, as always, is... Nick Campbell, guys. What's up? What's going on? <laughs> Today, we want to welcome another special guest, Brandon Killo. Cat William. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid impression. Thank you. Yeah, you Thank your Cosby yeah, is you good, too. Uh... <laughs> yeah. You can't bust that out anywhere, though, right? No, you I can't mean... bust that out everywhere. Oh, yeah. 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 you got to have the right context. The funny thing really is, like... is, like, when people compliment my Bill Cosby impression... <laughs> I don't think they realize I'm not even doing an impression of Bill Cosby. I'm technically doing an impression of Eddie Murphy doing an impression yeah. of Bill Cosby. <laughs> nice. Um, but, yeah. you know, I'll take it. Is it can, we get a, can we get a taste? A little, can we get a little taste? It's Sunday. You better watch your dirty mouth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the Bill... I'll just do the fucking song. <laughs> you, you got what I need. And you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. A lot of it is in the face. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, when you think about it. I feel it, like you've been it, doing more... Uh, impressions. I've been leaning stuff. into it a little yeah. bit more. It's fun for me to do the impressions. And it's fun for me to do the musical stuff. Like, honestly, that shit isn't even really for y'all. That's this for me. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, but a lot of people have been saying that I'm fun to watch or they enjoy my sets. Like, they're high energy. They're a lot of fun. And I think that's because I'm genuinely having fun up there. Yeah. Like, I've gotten yeah. to the See point where I know sure. what works mm -hmm. and I can pick out the stuff that works that I also still enjoy doing. You know, what I mean? mm -hmm. a lot of times you do a joke for right. months trying to figure it out, and then you figure it out and it starts working, and by then you're fucking tired. Of You've that been joke. selling you it. So yeah, long. Just like, that's the same thing with music for joke. sure. Yeah. I, it I just started working. I do yeah. that all the time Damn. with music. It's like you play a song for so. I mean, I get sick of it, but then it's like you think of new people that never heard it before, and it's like I think you have to try to find the enjoyment through new people experiencing it. Yeah, yeah, and that does make it more. I mean, there's of course makes it more enjoyable yeah. to tell a joke when people laugh yeah <laughs> even no matter how many times you've told yeah. it yeah, but you've gotten so. to the point where these bits are now getting claps like they're guaranteed not guaranteed but they're leading up to like applause breaks, applause breaks. Yeah, yeah. yeah um which that, i saw them at the beginning when you were like well i mean yeah about a year and a half ago when they were trash when they were trash <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to say it but look <laughs> but they were you know you had little pieces of these things especially the aerial under the sea terry cruz stuff <laughs> that was like my favorite one for a long time yeah. but then you kind of pushed that off and did these other really good ones too and just kind of built onto it and then it's made this whole almost 15 minute bit yeah that ends with oh my god yeah the terry cruz thing got completely cut from the black aerial bit because i think i was the only one and now i know maybe you <laughs> like, I, was, I was like i i think i'm the only one that finds this funny yeah really like, i was doing yeah. it it just wasn't getting anywhere near yeah. the reaction i expected mm -hmm. um and i kept doing it longer than i should have because i enjoyed doing it just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just picture terry cruz <laughs> as king tried it was just <laughs> fun for me yeah know. yeah just the screaming alone yeah and there's something about those old spice commercials that seem like an offshoot of the little mermaid anyway like, yeah he's yeah, in a bubble yeah. bath yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Little, the little sailor sound little do -do 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 -do. <laughs> yeah he's half stepped there yeah yeah i think that would have been a good one honestly <laughs> would have killed that 
Uh, I think I'm most proud of my Arnold impersonation. <laughs> that one is good. Yeah. 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 Get to the chopper. You a lot of people can do the yelling Arnold. They can do action Arnold, but I yeah. feel like the key to a good Arnold impression is to be able to do both that and the just conver- conversational. Yeah, like Arnold. the like, normal yeah. tone. To you, I am the potty pooper. Like, <laughs> everybody everybody yeah. always just goes straight for just because yeah. that's easier to do, but if you yeah. can do the, yeah, there is no bathroom, then that's... <laughs> you sound like you could be governor. <laughs> I would never. I would, yes. You don't want to put me in charge. Uh-huh. Of do you have any other ones? I mean, do you practice them in the mirror? Do you just kind of like, oh, my No, uh, I don't I don't practice them in the mirror like that. Um, I don't think I really ever have. Um, I know I have other ones. There's the Randy Newman. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good too, yeah. Cat Williams. <laughs> Uh, Lil Wayne, which is very similar to Cat Williams. Yeah. It's like Cat Williams with a sinus infection. I think that's <laughs> that seems like a lot of people will like do similar. To, I mean, you have, you have your own voice, so it's easier to fall into certain, you know, people's voice. But then if you find one person that you do really well, and then you're like, oh well, this other person's just that, but with a twist, you can just do yeah, oh, find yeah. variations of that same voice. Right? Yeah. So you have to kind yeah. of find that. Yeah, because I always thought it was interesting that you're you're one of the few people that I've seen around that locally that do a lot of impressions at all. Like, I think a lot of people are probably scared of them, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think mine are like great. Yeah. I I, I feel like. It's funnier to have a slightly off impression yeah. than a spot on one. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? There's only. You have, like, Jay Farrow, who can yeah. just sound like fucking anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's super impressive. That is both impressive and just the way he does it makes it funny. But I'm not going to be able to do anything right, at like that level. So I, th- I think it's funny to just, <laughs> just let it be a little bit off. Because you know, if you yeah. can just just embrace if, that, and, I think with the combination of whatever the joke is too, right. you can it, it works very well. Because sometimes like you can do a joke and you have to do an impression to maybe get that point across in a way, or not necessarily have to, but you know it's like yeah. if if the joke calls for the impression versus uh, yeah, it's, it seems like it's, it's an interesting niche within mm-hmm. comedy. Like honestly, it's sometimes. Sometimes the joke can make the impression more funny, and sometimes the impression mm-hmm. makes the joke more funny. Like, you can say almost anything in Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice, yeah. and it <laughs> makes it hilarious. Right. Same thing yeah. with Cat Williams. Like, it's, it's, it's give and take on that Cat Williams thing, because the mythical creature part is the joke and the riddle, and, and, and the, but the voice sells it. Yeah. But it's also just a funny concept. Like I, and, and I got it just from watching that interview when he said that about Ricky Smiley. I was like, why does he sound like he's talking to the Billy Goats gruff right now? <laughs> why does he get cast more often as a woman than as a man? <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, it's great observation. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah that. Like that. How do you pick uh, what popular topics? Is it just something that pops out to you? Do you scour news or you're just like, what the hell is this, dude? <laughs> no, I, I'm way too busy to actually like watch most of the news mm-hmm. honestly um it's just shit that jumps out to me right um, every year if, if i find it funny especially like when i'm watching the actual thing itself if it's making me laugh mm-hmm. and think of these jokes then i know i gotta yeah. go for it um you know hearing that lizzo <laughs> made one of her backup dancers eat a banana out of uh, some dutch stripper's vagina 
First yeah. of all, you don't have to do a lot of writing. Right, like, it almost writes itself. Uh, but that type, that type of stuff jumps out to me. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why for the longest time, I, I've found other ways to present a lot of those jokes. But for the longest time, I was just basically doing like a, a weekend update thing. Like, let, yeah. me, let me go over topical jokes. And I would joke about the fact that I don't really mm -hmm. fully watch the news. Like I'm trying yeah. to watch the news more so I can do topical jokes for the audiences, but I'm bad at it because I have ADHD and I mm. smoke a lot of weed, <laughs> which is true. But that also gives me the wiggle room to mess with yeah. the actual news story a little. Kind of yeah, instead of giving an actual or... blow by blow mm -hmm. account, I yeah. can change some details <laughs> and just feign ignorance mm -hmm. basically. Um, that's like the Lizzo thing. Like I know that didn't happen at her concert. Yeah. yeah. But I present it as it, from a position of ignorance, so I can be mm -hmm. like, I don't know what. People, that sounds <laughs> like an amazing concert. Yeah. Um, that yeah. that gives me the wiggle room to play with it, and not just tell the story as it actually is. Right. It's yeah. not as interesting or as funny whenever you just right. spitting facts. Because mm -hmm. yeah. if you were saying it like this happened and this is how I feel, people would be like, ah. Yeah. yeah right. Well, sometimes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Or sometimes, obviously, just the reality <laughs> of the story isn't as funny. Her mm -hmm. actually like mentally and kind of physically abusing her backup dancers oh, yeah. is not funny <laughs> it's not. at all. It's, it's it's a horrible thing. Uh, but me pretending that I think it happened at a concert and being like, that sounds mm -hmm. like a fun concert. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's, that's funny. Because yeah. I think it's I think most comedy in general, right? It's just your ob observation of the world and your perception of your experience, essentially. D yeah. So it's yeah. like whatever it is that you and it's like so if you're like you know sitting at your house half-assed paying attention to the news and you hear something about that and it's like that's the idea of yeah. the bit and it's like. And that's what people perceive that you're perceiving, and you, and so you, and it is true in that way. It's like, I don't know, but it's just kind of taking your your experience and, and presenting it. Most of my act is me feigning ignorance or pretending to be way dumber than I actually yeah. am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's yeah, it's a you know, it's part of your probably your persona in a way on stage persona, and like you're presenting yourself as a character of yourself in a way that you can connect to the audience and in, in the or they connect to you through that character uh, i think maybe a little bit easier yeah yeah what do you think your uh your persona is do you have an idea do you, do you think it's something you can even kind of hold on Anything, to or it just evolves yeah. over time former criminal um, <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know man because yeah. you come off like the music guy yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know. yeah. um I feel like you f you feel smart up there. You're like nerdy, you know. Yeah. What I mean? You kind of come off as like a nerd, and you also kind of like guys. Look at this. This is weird, right? Yeah. Like that kind of attitude. Yeah. But yeah. I think yeah, my style is. Huh. I never thought about it that yeah. way before. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's kind of what I do. Just just twist things a little bit, turn mm -hmm. things on their ear. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. I don't like pick popular topics on purpose. I just pick the stuff that I'm interested yeah. in and that I'm into and that that you know catches my fancy. Mm -hmm. Um, try to be in the moment a lot more too. I was talking to Trevor. That's who I went to uh, Missouri with last night. Trevor mm -hmm. Carrion. Okay. And just yeah. talk to him about how um, you know for the first chunk of your comedy career, you're you're focusing on like five things at a time on stage. Mm -hmm. um, so you're you're in your act rather than really being in the moment. 
right. gear up there. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I have to fill this time. Mm-hmm. I have to hit this mark. I have to tell this joke. I have to read the audience's reaction. I have to look for the light. I have to think of the joke that I'm right in the middle of. I have to think of the next joke. I have to think of the transition to these joke. All these things constantly going through your head that are keeping you from being in the moment, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, once you get comfortable enough with what you're doing, uh, and you get a big enough bag tour instead of like, this is the set that I'm doing tonight. Bullet point one, two, three, four, and five. You get a big enough bag to just pick and choose and pull from mm-hmm. it. And you get comfortable enough up there to actually just be in the moment. I feel like you start to open up a lot more. Um, yeah. Your sets start to change. That's why I do a lot more crowd work now. Mm-hmm. I'm still not like a super heavy crowd work comic, but I'll. I'll you know, sprinkling a, a few minutes within each set, and that's really just for me actually being in that moment yeah. in the room. You try to connect with the moment, making observations with the, with the audience and stuff like that. Environment, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, cool. I noticed like uh, there's a few like planned moments. Yeah. I've, I've learned a lot from wor- working with you and just trying to like do basically mimic you but do my own right. kind of. So like I do have like a hey anybody married and then I kind of walk through a certain thing with it mm-hmm. yeah. but in yours you have one that's I mean one of my favorites and I don't really want to tell it but I mean it's like you go and you high five somebody and they're you know what I'm talking about yeah. okay yeah, yeah that's like one of my favorite parts because they just get trapped yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and if yeah, you want to hear yeah. it you come see it <laughs> yeah for sure for sure I love doing that joke too yeah that's a just there's always almost always gonna be a white guy in the front row. <laughs> just, yeah. Y'all can afford the... <laughs> um, and it just sets it up so well. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. It's just like, my God, I'm going to fuck with this guy. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and you win the crowd almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah, because they're with you. They're like, oh, they got him. They we're all playing. Right, right. And then everything <laughs> sails after that. That's a really good one. Yeah. I noticed you do like a lot of... Uh, you and Kayvon something I really like I think we did a show way back when I first started it was like my second show or something it was this like it was a tough show because nobody was paying attention but, <laughs> but you did great just because you're who you are <laughs> but then uh, and Kayvon did great but he comes in and he just kind of starts looking at people and he goes I'm gonna make fun of his shoes yeah I'm gonna make alright that's kind of funny this is cool and then I was like oh before you get there try to plan something out in the yeah. room yeah, yeah. Look for and so I took that to uh, I don't know if you remember when they used to do the joinery yeah, I think it was the joinery. Yeah, yeah, and it was a really great spot. But they had this door that led right into the kitchen and said, "Please do not enter." Right, you know, only staff only. I was like, "Why would that be open?" It's so inviting. Yeah, your food's literally right there. <laughs> I was like, "This is five dollars." No, it's not. I'm gonna wait. Free ninety nine. Keep an eye on me because <laughs> it's about to be mine. Uh, but I did that and it popped, and I was in. And so, like I said, I've learned a lot from just watching mm-hmm. right. and trying to, like, okay, how can I do that in my way? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was doing uh, some shows in Tulsa, and uh, I went to the bathroom before the show, and it was just perfect timing, because this guy walked past me into the showroom, and I was just like, I'm definitely going to fuck with that guy. <laughs> just for the way, and, and he, I was so blessed, he ended up sitting in the front row, too. <laughs> like, front and center. Dude looked like... Um, his day job was selling cocaine and exotic animals. <laughs> okay. 
and by night he was a Batman villain. Let's just oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go a little deeper. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> what did he have on? Leopard print yeah. uh, button up shirt. Okay. With a black vest over that. Mm-hmm. Chains, Chains, rings. Yes. Yeah, and like... then skinny jeans with like holes in them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And this gentleman was at least fifty years old. Yeah. So it was just like, what are you doing? Yeah, dude. Like, you're either mm-hmm. part of the musical group Shadaisy mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or you are uh, you're selling like illegal like lemurs and, and cocaine. Could be both. Could be both. Probably be yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The amount of rings you're talking yeah, it's about. Yeah, like that. But those kind of people, I feel like that. Yeah, he. Of course, he sat in the front row because he wants everybody to see him. Like that's the point. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah. And Let so me... it's like, yeah, it's and of course, and I think you, you know, pointing him out on stage. It's like even I don't know what his reaction was, but he, it, he deep was down, it. he Turns out it. he was a comic, and <laughs> oh, I've okay. been like Facebook friends with this guy. Oh for shit. Years. Oh. <laughs> He's like, I know you. I was yeah. like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but still, like, but even so, even still, but like a lot of comics do. They 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 want to stand out. They want to be a center yeah. of attention in, in whatever room they're in. Usually, so right. Makes I sense. am the exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is kind of an interesting. Because I feel like just getting to know you a little bit. I think maybe it may, correct me if I'm wrong. You seem a little bit more introverted than most oh, other God. comics. Yeah, like, yeah. and I and it's something I've noticed. I think. I have to talk a lot about with artists like visual artists a lot and musicians of course but it's like there's a difference between comics and artists and and musicians I mean there's a lot of similarities but the personalities like comics are mostly very extroverted very loud and and you know just Look high energy mm-hmm. yeah and then artists are the opposite very quiet but then you make these great works of art of course yeah. And then musicians are kind of in the middle. They can go either way, I think. I actually have <laughs> severe social anxiety. Yeah. Really? So it's like Almost I, I crippling. Identify with that a lot. I, I've never noticed. People people usually don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least not since I saw. Comedy has helped yeah. incredibly out, with that. Sure. And what's, when I get on stage, it goes away, mm-hmm. oddly enough. Like, I am more comfortable on stage in front of 100 plus people than I am sitting on this couch talking yeah to just right a now. couple of people it's yeah. just like I don't know more intimate more pressure more mm-hmm. direct eye contact I used yeah. to not be able to have a conversation with somebody face to face and make eye contact without physically shaking mm. like Whoa. I would start to just how long ago was this you think I was, Probably about 10 years. Really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little and more. And growing up from then on. Kind yeah. Of the, yeah. Yeah. Just, um, and I still would like avoid, you know, a lot of social situations and, and mm-hmm. not approach people. And I still kind of do to yeah. an extent. Um, but uh, like I said, it goes away when I'm on stage. I don't feel that way at all on stage. I feel the exact opposite. Yeah. I feel confident. I feel calm. <laughs> um, but. It's 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 that, and I've had to force myself to to talk to people and socialize off of stage because you got to network. Yeah. Yeah. that's a huge that's a part, part of it. Mm-hmm. You could be the funniest dude alive, and if you suck at networking, yeah. you're dead in the water. You're funny <laughs> yeah. and alone. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but so I've yeah. had to really push myself to to be able to socialize, mm-hmm. to be able to talk to people about bookings, right. to get booked, to book other people, to to set up shows, to promote shows, all of that. <laughs> And it's probably why it seems like I 
do that stuff so much yeah. why I'm constantly pushing to mm-hmm. do that stuff is because it's it is a struggle for that's me that's something I, I think about all the time or lately too but a lot of people that have it's like the things that you, that you're weakest at sometimes ends up being your strongest strength because you push yourself to do it more than anything else yeah that's definitely the stuff that you should be attacking and and pushing yourself to get better at like whatever it is that you're the weakest at usually is like i mean if you need it to do whatever you're doing especially (laughs) and i'm super proud of how far i've come now like i'm i'm gonna be in florida for three days in february hey congratulations Um, and i just like probably about a week ago started sincerely like hitting people up to book that mm-hmm. and I've gotten I've booked two shows so far um, in Florida just off you know the strength of my reputation my clips yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it, it's that's a good litmus test for yourself like it, it's part of this was proving to myself that I could just pick a place yeah or or have other business and a reason to go to a place and just set up some stuff to actually get booked out there and that's that's when you're starting to get into the level where you're trying to travel which is what i'm I'm trying to do a lot more um being able to do that is huge that's crucial and Mm -hmm. i didn't think i would be able to you know do that definitely before this i would have never thought i'd be able to do that yeah Um, well what was your what was the change where was the you were doing open mics, you were hard working here in OKC, and then all of a sudden, bam, now you're doing middle acts, headlining. I mean, I don't think I could pick one particular thing. Mm-hmm. It was like a series of things all just packed into, like, the first few months of 2023. Okay. Like, okay, all of yeah. a sudden, stuff just took off. Yeah, the Othello's it's... Comedy Classic was a big part of that, mm-hmm. winning that. It's coming um, up. It's coming, uh, yeah. it's coming back. It's coming up this yeah. February. Every Tuesday in February, five comics can qualify for the finals of the oh, yeah. classic. And it's the same prize as last year. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Nice. So uh, yeah, you get you get uh, to do a weekend at the comedy cellar. Oh yeah, Vegas. okay. That's yeah. I need that's that. huge. Uh, yeah. So that that definitely helped yeah. and catapulted me and, and, and boosted my rep quite a bit. But before I even went to go do that booking in Vegas before I actually went to the comedy cellar, stuff just started taking off, you know what I mean? Like around mm-hmm. the same time as the competition, I got booked on the Carlos Mencia weekend. Mm-hmm. That was huge. Um, you know, it's the only show I've done in front of over 2,000 people. <laughs> um, incredible. And that was just insane. What does the laughter feel like? <laughs> what is that? Scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in, in those big arenas and theaters yeah. and stuff like that, any big theater room where the stage is pulled that far back from the audience and there's just that many people and that much space in the room, there is a delay mm. on the laughter. It takes the sound That's a little bit of time <laughs> to travel to the stage. So I went out... And I told my first joke and was just mortified because I thought it bombed. Like, I told my first joke and nothing. And I was just like, oh, no. And then it hit. Yeah. Like, maybe 20, 30 seconds later, the laughter hit the stage. (laughs) I was like, oh, thank God. It probably felt even longer than it really was just because you're Oh, it felt like an eternity. Yeah, you're just so in the moment. You're like, oh, God. I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get this money. Right. <laughs> but, but so it ended up going well then. Oh the yeah, really yeah. well. Like after I realized that what was happening, yeah. I just I just kind of slowed down a little mm-hmm. bit. Okay. 
You kind of yeah. put yourself on a lag. Yeah, yeah. Just, just once you're cognizant of that, yeah. you can make adjustments for it. I had the same problem at the uh, old folks home I did yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody. Cause, it was so, a reverse problem. It didn't <laughs> sound a second to hit that hearing aid. Yeah, there's a little bit of lag in that hearing aid. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them didn't even have them turned on. But <laughs> to the first comic, like it was Vanna, Vanna Hightower, oh, yeah. and it was uh, Hurley. Sarge. Okay, yeah. Hurley King. Yeah, he's so good, man. Mm-hmm. But he, you know how he is, man. He, he's really good at talking, and so he just keeps going, but this lady in the back go, like talks to this other lady and he's not getting any laughs I'm like that's crazy these are perfect you yeah. know and then Vanna gets up and one of the ladies in the back goes I can't hear <laughs> and I was like oh lord and then so as Vanna's doing her set she comes over and she goes hey uh, some of the people have hit earplugs yeah. and it takes a second so just can you slow down <laughs> you know like yeah. I was like oh, okay well I'm gonna do that yeah so then I got up there and went like I was talking to five year olds as slow as I could mm. and, and you know my stuff dude I'm, it's cheesy so like they ate <laughs> they it up loved, dude yeah. they loved it and so like I killed for all 20 people 20 you know what I'm saying but you did the you you would say like you got the most laughs probably because I was yeah. able to slow down yeah right, right. yeah but sometimes hey it's it's so much better sometimes to go in the middle of the end of a show yeah <laughs> because yeah everybody you know. else can figure all that shit out <laughs> exactly, for you yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was the bit that's something I learned but yeah, yeah so but, every place is that come from probably also being comfortable enough t- with your act to be able to read the crowd in the moment mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah I mean and that's something God that is so crucial that so few of us do mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's that's almost more important than just being funny is right. being able to read the room react yeah and react accordingly mm-hmm. Yeah. I know but, some people that can read the room and just don't give a shit. They're just like, oh, I'm going to go and yeah. do my stuff anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess some people, I mean, but I think some people can, I don't know, I wouldn't even say that they, but it's like you can get away with that, of course, just doing your stuff and just not even paying attention to the audience and still be funny, but that's not always going to work. I mean, right. that, that will bite you in the ass eventually Yeah. if you rely on that, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's something that I mean, I keep hearing from talking to comedians every week. Now it's just like, that's it's so important to connect with the audience as soon as you can, and just like, and that's always I think probably one of the, I mean, if, you know, if I ever try it, of course, or whatever, if I ever get into it, I know all the tips from you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like one of them is definitely just point something out that that everyone in the room can relate to immediately. You know, like, like, a, a, like everyone in the room being white. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that works. Though. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it worked. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Really Listen, what it is. if it wasn't for white guilt, I would not be <laughs> anywhere near where I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, we still need to be joking about it then. Right. Yeah. That's how we gotta get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Liz started. Yeah, yeah, she, I saw that she went up at JJ's last yeah. week. <laughs> she did JJ's because uh, she's gonna host the February Lively, and it's all female. And I'm just yeah. gonna take the door. Yeah. And so uh, she's gonna get up there, but she's trying to, you know, get a little practice. But she was up there, and she's like, I didn't even. She's like, I didn't even. It didn't feel like she get. She got a chance to even see what was going on. Yeah. yeah. You know, she's like, I was. She was focusing on this kind of yeah. like the stuff you said, and she got up. But every time, that's what I learned is every time you get up, you're like, oh, I can quiet the noise a little more mm-hmm. you know yeah. kind of get into easier. it yeah. Yeah. yeah read the crowd get comfortable with looking people in the eyes too mm-hmm. you know and yeah, kind of being there yeah. with them I always heard that like I mean I never do this with music I usually when I'm on stage playing music for years I've done this and only recently stopped 
every time doing it, but I always have wear sunglasses. <laughs> I don't want to see anyone. Yeah. But it's different for a musician. You're just yeah. I'm just get, getting into my mode of playing and stuff. But uh, one thing I've always heard is that you could look at somebody like look above their eyes. Oh, you know, yeah. if you like at the top of their heads instead, just yeah. if it makes it easier. Honestly, most comedy stages you can't see the damn audience. Right. Yeah, the lights, like, that's the thing. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. Usually with music, yeah. too, when I play on stages, it's like very bright lights, and so the sunglasses help with that. <laughs> right. You know, from being uh, less uh, blinding. I think with comedy, you, I think it hurts most. I, very few comics I've seen wore sunglasses. There was a time period where yeah. I was constantly wearing sunglasses yeah. on stage. Really? Because it helped in that way. No, it was basically... <laughs> So <laughs> it was basically just like me taking my my podcast persona okay. and trying to make yeah. that. Which yeah, because it could be a character. Like I guess it was his name Andrew Dice Clay. Anywhere some lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's certain yeah. people that could pull. What it was off, that persona? The Highness from the the Highness and Boozer okay, podcast. Gotcha, yeah. yeah, and oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think people just thought I was just a fucking jackass yeah that's, that's <laughs> what I think it, it, it takes away something from comedy yeah. it's like that you have to look at people in the eyes I think for to connect with them as yeah. a audience member connecting to I got some really good action shots from that time yeah period. I mean I looked cool, cool. yeah <laughs> how long ago did you say that was Oh god, probably the early days. Probably, probably about a year ago. No, uh, it's not, long ago. Like, not even that long ago. <laughs> Maybe no, probably about two years ago. Yeah. 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 I didn't see you with any on. I've been around since right, yeah. probably before the third too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Well, I used to wear them. We, yeah. That's how I got over my oh, stage well, fright. That's what oh, I mean. You know? When we did music, for yeah, sure. Well, but then, I think it's different for musicians. And it's, it's like training wheels. Yeah. yeah. But I, I also that. got to where I could take them off and I would like sing to people right. in their yeah. eyes. Yeah. That's and more, that was like, you'd mm-hmm. get more connection out of that. It was, I was utilizing the looking over the rim yeah. of the glasses that's, for like, yeah, you know, certain weird. shit that I wanted to hit harder or connect yeah. with people more on. It wasn't, it wasn't that, it didn't really hurt my comedy. I think people just, thought that I was a pretentious they have like oh, they immediately yeah. have a, a assumption about you yeah right they're before. just like oh this guy's a prick right thinks he's Jared Leto <laughs> yeah I think that's something but you, yeah you, of course it's like anything you can use it if you're using it in your act and it's a part of your persona or yeah. your character then sure yeah it's, anything could be can work <laughs> I mean Dude, would you go and buy a nickname like the highness like yeah. you have <laughs> you have to appear cooler than this yeah <laughs> it just wasn't working something looks like there's effort involved. Yeah. I think that's that's part of partly why I like sunglasses so much too. It's just like I feel like it makes me cooler. I mean, it's like I feel like I'm not cool, I guess, and so it's like uh, you know what I mean? Then that way, you're like you you want to look cooler. Yeah, it's the same reason why I wear a bolo tie. You know? <laughs> that's my that's my next. Thing. I'll do it on stage. You'll see. It's work part of your character. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's working. Calm. Uh, yeah, I'm the yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, we kind of skipped over the beginning stuff, but it's like, how long have you been doing comedy? Is that, I uh, about seven years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hesitate to count the first two. Right. But, um, yeah, about, about seven but years. But still, I mean, you've been at least thinking about it for that long. I mean, you know, as far as... Yeah, well, I mean, I was, I was doing it, I just... Yeah, in the first couple years. Yeah, I wasn't good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and just wasn't really devoting nearly as much time mm-hmm. uh, into it as I as I do now and as yeah. I should have um, and then uh, once I started taking it seriously people started taking me more seriously right. I started actually getting booked on stuff mm-hmm. uh, and then the pandemic happened yeah um, which... <laughs> 
so like right when I was starting to get right. good, it was just like, hey, we're not gonna. Have... That's just like everything. I mean, I was doing so much with music in, in 2019 and into 2020, and like, yeah, all that stopped, and it was just. I mean, it, it just killed performances all over the country. I mean, yeah. and the world, of course, but. Luckily, Definitely. Oklahoma only like shut yeah. down properly for probably like what <laughs> three two months? three yeah, months. Maybe. Yeah, because no. I mean that was right whenever the Bricktown opened, and then yeah, it was the worst timing for. I them. honestly feel like but, that's why we had this little like comedy boom. Yeah, in mm-hmm. Oklahoma, um, and why Bricktown Comedy Club is doing so mm-hmm. well um, because we were one of the first places in the country to reopen yeah for comedy for sure performers Mm -hmm. you know a lot of these big names were like shit i can sit at home or i can go to oklahoma city (laughs) yeah that's a good point i didn't think about that we got mark norman jeff die i mean i saw a bunch of those in 2020 yeah Yeah. way early Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah because i remember well i i remember when they first opened before the pandemic it was like what was it like that january or something when yeah, they it was opened. like so close <laughs> but um <laughs> but they had some really hit heavy hitters you know in the first few months and then but yeah of course it, it was continued i mean through that year but i i didn't really notice whenever it kind of slowed down with the big big people coming yeah. through yeah but yeah, I, mean, I remember that, that first year. It was. It just felt like yeah. it was just nothing but huge names. Which is an interesting like, point for sure. So was that when you got started on the stage up there? Like you started open micing, started kind of opening and hosting. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd been I'd, at that point. I'd been doing comedy for about two years, um, and then stuck with it through the pandemic. It was one of those that just as soon as I could get back on a stage, I did. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then after that. Probably, probably toward the end of 2020, I started doing my open mic at Kindles. Yeah, and then that next year, I decided to start doing some showcases, um, and then just kind of built everything from there. Yeah, um, slowly. Kindles was <clears throat> when I first started. Mm-hmm. Kindles was I think it was there for maybe a month, and then right at the tail end of that month, Kindles was about to go. Yeah, and but it was a staple. It was in the in the yeah, it was a pillar. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, there played. wasn't very many. I mean, when was what was the time frame that you did that? Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. The end of twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. I never okay. made it out there, but I remember seeing it all the time on. It was Facebook. huge. Yeah, man. like I they, there there'll never be anything like that again. Yeah, like it started off your average open mic mm-hmm. like four people there yeah. in a <laughs> comics most, most and it, it grew from likes. that to selling out huh. every showcase that I put on yeah. there toward the end uh, every so you're doing week a weekly open mic I was doing by the end I was doing a Monday mic at Kendall's yeah. a Thursday mic yeah. at Kendall's mm-hmm. And at least one to two showcases a month. I think the yeah. heaviest month I did there, we had three mm-hmm. showcases. That and, was like a Friday or Saturday or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but man, it was it was a time. <laughs> like, they, that's when we started getting like celebrities would drop in. Yeah, and just yeah. come by like people that were doing weekends at Bricktown or Looney Bin. Mm-hmm. Uh, would do their first their Thursday yeah. night out there and that was the mic to go to and for just pop in and I mean we had Cam Bertrand uh, Shivari that's how I met Cody Smith he popped in mm-hmm. um, 
Mark Norman almost came. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just decided against it last yeah. minute. But just so many people just. But I think know. it's uh, interesting. I mean, well, back then it seems like there wasn't a, a lot of mics, though. I mean, at all. I mean, now there's a ton. I think maybe yeah. in, in now. I mean, back then there was probably a few, but there was a handful. It was, yeah, it started to grow. I mean, this this past year for sure. It's like I'm just getting into this kind of scene and and even knowing how many but there's a ton now but i feel like it's taken a while to get to this point i remember there was a time period in 2021 and i think it bled over into 2022 a little bit where me and a handful of other like showrunners and producers uh comics around the area we decided to kind of set forth with the goal to have an open mic every night of the week mm-hmm. yeah, monday through so, sunday yeah something somewhere for people to practice mm-hmm. and we got close yeah uh i think at one point we had monday through saturday mm-hmm. and i think there was even something like in el reno on sundays yeah, it was it was so, so we, we so close to achieving this goal <laughs> um and then kind of just gave up because we would have so many comics like oh we need a mic on this night we need a mm-hmm. mic on this night and then you would provide that mic yeah. and then they wouldn't freaking show up so it's yeah. just like stop asking for right. things that you don't like really want too, yeah. that not really probably became too they much the option. Yeah. honestly <laughs> at, at, at a certain point I was running at least three mics a week mm-hmm. um, Monday Thursday and Friday yeah so I mean it's like two the... mics at Kindles and one at uh, Poor Liquid Lounge and still trying to book showcases mm-hmm. and do showcases and jump on and that was probably the busiest and least mm. rewarding time yeah. period in my career. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I spread myself way mm-hmm. too thin, constantly trying to do new material to try to. That's that's probably the only benefit I got from that time period, was just how it affected my work ethic and mm-hmm. how much material I came up with because it's like I'm gonna be on stage five times this week. Yeah. A lot of that is going to be in front of the same people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do the same set. Yeah, you have to change it up at Um, that point. And back then, I was actually forcing myself to do a set at every single open mic. Even when I was running the mic and hosting the mic. Like, now, when I do the OK Culture mic, I rarely do a set. Unless I have a show coming up. Yeah. And I want to practice a few specific jokes. Yeah. So, that's like once in a blue moon. Most of the time, I just get up there and say the names i'm not gonna yeah run my, i don't you know it feels <laughs> it feels like too much it yeah. feels like unless it's yeah i mean like i think nick you do a good job when it's the showcase it's like yeah. we do yeah. you know, five minutes well, i'm a little greedy i want to showcase totally different totally yeah. different story but you're the, the host of the showcase they expect a little something to warm yeah, the crowd warm up, it right? up, yeah, yeah and i think like five to ten minutes is perfect i prefer closer to five that's just me personally Get the get the crowd loosened up, mm-hmm. announce everything that's going on is going to happen, and then just you know keep things rolling. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing ten minutes, right. but if it's my show, I prefer five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you hosted an open mic. <laughs> 
get the fuck out of the way. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah. what are you doing, man? Unless you're specifically practicing for something. Or, like, I, I could see maybe if there's not a lot of people signed up that night. And you yeah, gotta, you know, fill course. it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. 100%. If you have a packed bill of people, you don't want to take any more of them. Yeah, you know, or if, like, them, really. you know, it's a good night and you have, like, a big crowd there yeah. and you want to take advantage of that, I yeah. understand that. You know, God damn, there's, yeah. like, 20, 30 people yeah. that aren't comics. Right, that never happens. To, yeah. That's the thing. I think it's a rare thing that for a lot of I'm sure for you guys going to the same mics you're doing your jokes for the same other comedians that you see at, so it's hard it's hard to find but I think it's it's more way more beneficial and more you know what you want is to find a crowd of new people that you don't yeah, know and, yeah. and that have never seen you or heard of you before so that's how you get the real reactions to your or you know Right. More reactions, new reactions, and any any form of practice anywhere yeah. you get a chance to take really. the stage. Mm-hmm. There's something to be learned. Yeah. There's so you know, even those terrible, terrible mics where it's all comics. Yeah. If you have one of those and you know these people have heard mm-hmm. that joke before and you tell it in a slightly different way right. or even the same way and it still gets a laugh. Yeah. Then like, you know this dude has heard this joke at mm-hmm. least five times. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact. You, you know you got something there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah that's do. a good point. A tough time at Bricktown is whenever that happens. It really shows where the good spots in your set yeah. is. Yeah. Whenever everybody already knows the punchline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that uh, that uncle joke I do, that uh, like no, my yeah. own uncle, like <laughs> yeah. that one hits. Like that was my first one where it's like, that was a good pop. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's what I'm searching for now. Yeah. You know? yeah. Sometimes you don't even know what you're looking for. I will say, <laughs> for me, knowing you guys, I mean, I've seen you perform a ton, of course, because you're always with Nick's on the Lively a lot, and I've seen you at other places. But it's like, so I know a lot of your jokes, and it's like, as soon as you start the setup, I start laughing because yeah. I already know <laughs> what, what the joke is. <laughs> you know? We're about to talk about Will Smith. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yes, I'm, a, I'm like, yes, I love this joke. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? love it when he does it's like here, and, but it, it, I think that in that way, for me, anyways, it, it turns into like, oh, I know this, you know, your songs, if you're a musician. It's like, oh, right. this is one of my favorite songs, so yeah. I'm excited to hear it again, even though... I've heard it a lot or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure that's not always the case. And it, and with humor, of course, it's different than music as far as... you. If you hear a joke a hundred times, it, it, or even ten times, I think it's not as funny as the first time at all. Right. But music right. is not quite the same. That's why, I, you know, I never tell a joke the exact same. Right, change up a little change bit. Change it up, add some tags, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're if you're going around the same city, same right. state. Doing you never this, know, because there could be yeah. people that in the audience that you don't even know that have seen you already. Right, mm-hmm. right. I got a, I love this part. Yeah. I got one of those <laughs> oh, where the lady, that's, that's, yeah, she was like, oh my God, I love, it's the part where the shock she yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she had one. <laughs> right, right, right. I think the, that's some of your best stuff, I think. That whole thing with the your dad. Yeah. yeah. I like that stuff. I've gotten a re- lot of really good stuff on some of the slower nights of the Bricktown mic because it's just like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do material tonight. Yeah. I'm not going to do 
throw that out the window yeah. no plan like it's just just go uh, up just there. do because i think you know, yeah it's like <laughs> even if it, it's like the you know the bar shows like the ambush shows you talk about a lot where people aren't even there for comedy yeah there's a ton to learn from that i mean like you're saying like the more times you can get on a stage and get more used to being on a stage yeah. it's beneficial yeah. because without putting yourself out mm-hmm. take every opportunity yeah. you possibly can that's um, a good thing yeah even if it's a you know, a complete waste of time in, in every aspect. It's still not because you're still getting on a stage and getting more experience of being on a stage in front of people. And that way, you know, you're getting more used to it. Like we we're talking about being able to be in the moment. I think it's, now, ambush comedy is but, my exception to that rule. Right, exactly. Like, I hate, <laughs> I hate surprise comedy. Yeah, it is not... the freaking worst. Like, if I'm ever at a music open mic mm-hmm. and, like, my buddy's on stage and he's like, hey, you got a tool in my guitar, you want to tell a few jokes? Absolutely yeah, no. not. <laughs> Nobody wants yeah, that, yeah. trust me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, something i've been curious about and i was kind of wanting to pick your brain about was uh, reading a crowd yeah you know what what do you do when you walk into a place what do you what do you check in what do you when you start looking at a crowd what are you looking for when you get up there and you're looking at the crowd while you're doing your joke shoes shoes (laughs) you can tell (laughs) so much about people by their shoes um whether they're you know blue collar white collar um their their youth i could tell you're a father just by looking at you. um <laughs> My are, i could tell that you're a musician yeah. <laughs> i this. have i have my levi's you know the brand that is well known for making shoes yeah. of course yeah, did you wear your marvel socks too because brandon was coming i uh, know i always wear my yeah, dc that's, socks. Uh, that's the flag <laughs> yeah. oh my bad my bad i did it right i got my marvel socks on all right okay yeah. all right i got you um, <laughs> bad, but no, I, just in all honesty, yeah. that's, that's why I like to show up to the venue a little early, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll kind of sit off in my little corner right. and, and and just kind of observe and observe, man. You can you know, you can tell by the conversations people are having, mm-hmm. by by the groups that are clumping up, and, and yeah. really. So what are the few times where it's okay to kind of stereotype? Yeah, <laughs> like, a, like put a cork in it. Mm-hmm those people obviously had a decent amount of money mm-hmm. they were all white <laughs> and mostly over the age of 40 yeah i mean yeah you can tell yeah. so much from those but none of them things. clutched their purses whenever i walked closely mm-hmm. to them. so it was just like, all right i could i could you know i yeah. could do my thing they mm-hmm. they they fuck with black people. Yeah, I don't they, have to be like, hey guys, let's, yeah, you know, yeah. I can play with a little Would bit. you even make that turn though? Would you be like, nah, I'm just doing this? Wouldn't, you wouldn't. Probably. I would probably yeah. still just do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd hold back though. Yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, I made that joke about how I saw all those white people and I was trying to figure out how to cut the N word out of all of my jokes. <laughs> um, yeah. It probably wasn't necessary. They probably say it too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> Accuracy is, is um, key. <laughs> but no, man, it's just you just really have to be observational. You have to know people to a certain extent, yeah. which is difficult for a mm-hmm. lot of us um, yeah. inverted people. But right. If you yeah, if you don't having been out to meet a lot of people, I think that's probably one of the key things that probably for comedians that don't think about it, it's like try to meet as many people as you can yeah. just to get to know them better I mean all of all kinds of people different races and cultures and stuff too 
if you're observing some of these mm-hmm. conversations before a comedy show, yeah, you'd be surprised how many of these folks are already out there in the crowd joking around. Yeah, yeah, like they're, they're already yeah. in a jovial mood. They're mm-hmm. there for comedy. They're there for the ha-has and the fun. fun. A yeah. lot of times, you can tell their exact type of humor just by listening to their conversations <laughs> yeah. pre-show. You yeah, maybe I mean? uh, so the. I mean, you you said you're an introvert. Do you ever just go out and maybe make contact at any of these tables and just kind of like, hey, what's up, man? You know, at a show, yeah, <laughs> before it, a show, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely not. Yeah. No, I mean, if if I recognize people, yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes Friends. and stuff like that, but uh, strangers, yeah, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I see. See, because I'll do that. Yeah, I'll walk out and be like, "Hey, well, you guys, what brought but you here?" Yeah, just, but you, yeah, you don't, myself. You're right not now. afraid to just straight up ask them about themselves. I wouldn't like, say afraid. Don't no, no, no. <laughs> but I, I am. Too. That's like whenever, I, whenever he does you that, I'm thinking like I'm, I'm in the same place as you. I'm like, yeah. forget that. <laughs> never, never. Well, I'll go pick people off the street. Yeah. I ain't scared yeah. of nobody, dude. Uh, uh, yeah. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just it, yeah, no, no, a big part of it for me isn't even really like the anxiety or anything like. Right. That I will seclude myself before a show just to get in my zone. Right. I don't okay. usually go in with a direct plan, especially not anymore. Mm-hmm. But sitting there and having a full-on conversation with somebody right. could just take me completely out of my zone, mm-hmm. out of my bag, out of anything I might yeah. be thinking about. Because you start thinking about whatever the conversation is with that, and not even you know, and that whatever that is is not having anything to do with this moment. I'm exactly. Sure. Really. <laughs> so and, it's, and yeah, it's comics, good, especially like yeah. other comics. If you've ever yeah. seen me before a show and try to come and have a conversation with me, mm-hmm. and I seem standoffish, yeah, it's because. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, (laughs) And it's not like anything personal. It's just like, I don't want our conversation to stay in my head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can't get rid of it. I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like have like at least a loose idea of the topics that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden what you just approached me about is stuck in my head. (laughs) And I forgot the direction that I was actually planning on Mm -hmm. going. Even though I'm not like word for word, joke for joke, planning out my set, I still don't need all these outside influences. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I mean, getting in my head. Yeah, I'm sure that everybody's different with that too. Yeah, well, I I feed off of it. Yeah, it it gets me into the rhythm Mm -hmm. of talking and being funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's that's interesting to see the two different. Well, like I said, I think you know, I don't think we. We know. I don't think there are very many introverted comics, to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, so it's like it's interesting that we, of course, there are going to be big differences between those types of personalities. Yeah. Well, I know Chandler Watson. He yeah. does take his time. He yeah. like, goes off to the side. And yeah. He's like, I'm doing some art um, before I get up here. I've seen it. I've seen it he from a lot of comics. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nosh, yeah, that's such a good. Word. It is. It is real Dulles nice. Too. He's, he's doing a great job. That's a fantastic. Yeah. I feel proud because he's asked me for a lot of advice. Hell yeah. On yeah. Yeah. He's been uh, doing really good. Him and uh, Justin C. They they even recorded the sets. Oh, and I gave saw it out some to everybody. Pictures, so yeah. 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 It was really good. And then John Wallen did his first 30, 40 minute set. First headline. Yeah. Headline he was good yeah. all the way through. Yeah. It was kill. He. I mean, he really. He did the job. I thought I was gonna have my first out of state headline gig on March 9th mm-hmm. and I was wrong. It was actually last night. Oh, so oh yeah! <laughs> I didn't find out till like yeah, yeah, you said last, that last, last second, but yeah, yeah. 
how are they becoming easier? Are you getting better with your pacing? Yeah, you, I you mean, I feel it? like I've been ready to headline so, that, for a little bit. And that's like a 30 minutes usually for headliners. Or usually closer to like 40, 40 plus. Yeah. 40, so that's 40, what you did 40 to an hour. You did a cork one, right? 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah, and that months. was, Yeah. I had more. Yeah, you know what I, mean? yeah. I, I had to cut some jokes, mm-hmm. and, but I'm I'm usually pretty conscious of the time. Yeah. Um, actually, looking at the video, once I cut off your intro and my outro, within ten seconds of being exactly at forty minutes. Nice. nice. <laughs> um, yeah. So you have like a good like internal probably clock in a way. Probably. Not really. I just <laughs> that's the closest I come to like actually structuring and building right. my sets ahead of time. Whenever you have to do that, like much time. I've gotten methodical with mm-hmm. my with my videos and my game tape. Mm-hmm. Like I'll watch it and cut out like the strongest bits and string them together into one big cohesive thing. But I'm like, okay, that was three minutes that was five that was eight minutes see it maybe you judge you you have a good uh kind of you know what how long it takes to get through each whatever it is yeah it's almost like little interchangeable slides like i have 40 minutes to fill so Mm -hmm. i'll slide this five in here i'll slide this eight in here i'll slide this ten so i'll ask for the light at weird times <laughs> most people don't ask for like give me the light at five minutes give me the light at ten minutes mm-hmm. most people are like one or yeah. two I'm like give me the light at five minutes because no matter what I do up to that five minutes mm-hmm. once I see that light I got like four different five minute bits yeah, that I can, can yeah, tie yeah. into this and choose from nice. so yeah. it's like not inside. really like keeping the internal clock right. throughout the entirety mm-hmm. of it it's mm-hmm. just like I got the but light you know. I know I have five right. minutes left let me wrap this bit up because it doesn't do really matter it doesn't, yeah. yeah it doesn't nice. really matter up yeah. until that point when you only have so much time left right <laughs> yeah. well once you start like you said creating your bag you kind of know yeah, your bits a exactly. little better. You can kind of pull them out and pull them out in different times. Like you tell mm-hmm. a bit and you're like, oh, well, this will fit real good because this yeah. person said I that. I think that kind of stuff is probably even better or more handier whenever you're doing shorter sets, like 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Because yeah. you can you can do a one eight minute and two fivers or something, you know, if you have to. Right. I got to be honest, I fucking hate doing five to ten. Yeah, it's harder. Anymore? Now, yeah. yeah, Like, uh, I hate it. That's something I've noticed that for the, watching that you guys do the cork, cork in it shows, I like those shows so much better than, like, the lively showcases, what, like, 20 or 15 minutes? Yeah, 10 to 15, depending on the situation. So it's pretty short, but yeah, you don't have enough time to really get to know the comic sometimes, Mm -hmm. but those 30, 40 minutes, like, you get to, you know really get to know the comic and and the comic is to uh kind of fill out the stories more and kind of lay the groundwork more yeah so it's that's why honestly mm-hmm. my my lineups have i've started to scale back yeah when i do produce shows uh i, I keep it as close to three or four acts as i can yeah more like a traditional comedy show like mm-hmm. you know opener feature headliner or opener double feature headliner yeah uh give everybody more time to stretch their legs mm-hmm. and bit, yeah. typically also be able to pay everybody a little bit more yeah, yeah, that's true point. It's, yeah. It's, it's, i noticed just i felt like i was stretching myself thin on these showcases that had like five to eight people on there and then at the end of the day when i'm you know 
divvying out the money, then I'm like, no, I'm literally stretching myself and the budget of this show thin for no reason, right. really. Yeah. Just like, I'll get you guys next time. I know, yeah. I know I want to put everybody on, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's why it started getting out of control like five, six, seven, eight people. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I told them I put them on this month and yeah. I've been wanting to put this guy on and they just had a killer set. Mm-hmm. So I'm, and it's just like, yeah. now there's. Eight people, eight comics, and two musicians on this show, <laughs> and everybody could be walking out with fifty plus dollars, but instead yeah. they're getting like twenty. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's a problem I run into, but I, I mean, I like it's a good problem to have. I feel like because because yeah. you're, you're like, oh, I get to. That's why I want to do more shows so I can put more people on. Yeah, right. that's what it feels like. Right. You know? I mean, that's literally one of the reasons why I started doing shows was to to put people on Mm -hmm. give people a chance that would normally have to wait possibly years for a show yeah that's Mm -hmm. true well that's what you told Um, me too when I first started you said uh, because I asked you kind of your opinion and you were like man I just did it but but there was a turning point when you were like but I started doing it for the scene versus for yourself yeah 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 yeah. yeah, just so y'all know, anytime you see me hosting a fucking open mic, it is not for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is not lucrative yeah. or beneficial right. at this point yeah. in my career for me to do. But I those. think it's, and I think about this a lot, and this is kind of partly why I even do this show every week is to like, I'm trying to make the community better if I can, you right? Know, with, with whatever I can do, which is setting up cameras and getting people over to talk to us about what their art you know i mean at the very <laughs> least you guys do an extra promotion yeah and that's, yeah, that's probably and that's super thankless I, sometimes because mm-hmm. a lot of these shows you guys aren't remotely involved yeah, yeah. occasionally but, i we do try we are mostly i usually know someone that's involved with the thing right. but sometimes not right but yeah. i mean every week y'all yeah. are plugging every mm-hmm. local thing that you can remember right mm-hmm. or that is that we're aware of which is a big problem i think with a yeah. lot of people's shows right now it's particularly with music like comedy i think y'all do a pretty good job of promoting your shows i mean some people do a great job other people it's not so much yeah, but it's definitely levels but with musicians i feel like nobody does i mean there are very few bands that really push their stuff as hard as they should or like any even comics do for right. sure so it's, and that's the problem it's like i don't know like why do i not know about this show i always find out about music after the fact mm-hmm. it's like oh there was a show last night why didn't i know about that if you're not going to promote yourself yeah. why would anybody else promote you exactly yeah. Yeah. Well, why not why put together the show right yeah, yeah. you if only gonna put gonna, it up one time after right. three weeks that's a big especially problem especially like you just fucking post something yeah, yeah. every day yeah from the time you book the show mm-hmm. to the time the show is happening just post something yeah, it's not gonna take up that much of your time <laughs> man like yeah. Just, yeah i don't know man it's getting to where it's eating me a lot of yeah, well, yeah <laughs> like, it's I'm hard to keep track juggling of those multiple yeah. things and yeah <clears throat> well then also all the people and the but, information and, but it's yeah. like for most people that aren't running shows and producing shows you only have one thing or two things mm-hmm. a month you yeah. know you yeah. don't have yeah. to yeah. you know that's a lot easier to but you i mean everybody's got other lives and shit that's that's a big problem with all this art i mean doing this stuff is competing with your own life and survival of whatever it is you're dealing with yeah so that's always a, a there's always a balance of there but um yeah it's just like you said it doesn't take that much time to post a flyer to instagram or no, story. Right? if you ever start feeling like you're stressed thin and getting overwhelmed with it 
every now and then, just don't tag all those people. Yeah. You don't oh, have to do yeah, that. Someday you don't see anybody. <laughs> you're posted seven yeah. days a week, and I do right. the same thing. Yeah. I tag people so much. Some of y'all are probably mm-hmm. tired of me tagging. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but there's like, some days where I'm tired. just like, man, it just feels like a lot today, yeah. so I'll yeah. just throw it up. Maybe put the ticket link on there, right. but that's it. I'm just gonna yeah, I, 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 I'm... And most I'm, of the time, it gets just <laughs> as many views, if right. not more. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah. I think yeah. that, that's something I noticed, too, is like I've started to slow down a little bit. I mean, I still keep up with the reels for the show because that's kind of easy for me because I I edit everything ahead of time and just have it ready to go. And so all I got to do is just post it up, make the captions. It takes you know, it takes a little bit of time, but I discovered that I don't know, for me at least, tagging doesn't necessarily yeah, put is... more eyes on the posts. Mm-hmm. It just allows the people that you tag to share right, the that's, posts yeah. more easily mm-hmm. yeah. so sometimes I just won't tag anybody I'll throw it especially like if it's after 10 or 11pm yeah. and I decide to post it, I'm not going to tag anybody right. I'm not going to bother y'all at that time <laughs> I'm just going to post it whatever happens happens mm-hmm. it, uh, but uh, if it's a regular time of night and I'm just like man I don't want to tag 20 people mm-hmm. for each of these nine posts right. that I'm about oh, to put yeah. on my story mm-hmm. I'll just tag the 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 venue yeah, and yeah. the people directly involved mm-hmm. in the show in hopes that they will see that yeah. and reshare it that's yeah the, that's the goal that's yeah, kind yeah. of what I do with anything for sure it's like I don't really reach out to too many you know because I, I used to do this with the, this show for sure and then that like I would make the guest a collaborator on the post but mm-hmm. I think that some people will like that some people don't and so I just stopped doing it but I tag them of course but not the collaboration part or whatever I'll it's right. like, collaborate with the venue and yeah, sometimes that stuff comedians is, that'll be down yeah, right. but if you collaborate and they don't click it then they're not tagged either Right. so yeah. I just sometimes I'll just tag people depending. yeah I think it's some there's a balance there but yeah. I don't know it's, but I think you definitely do yourself you do the host the other host of the venue, right? Yeah, the venue, or whoever. If the people are players. on the show, that's the thing, right? Like they, you, you should be tagging them, and they need to be resharing it. I mean, that's yeah. just, you yeah. know, ideally that yeah. needs to happen. Yeah, a lot more. Yeah, than it so does. and like, of course, if you're tagging just friends or whoever you think might want to share it, that's fine too. But it's like mm-hmm. they, you know. I'll tag you. I'll tag yeah, Neil. I'll, of course, you know it depends on the certain people, people that, yeah. that you like. You said that you think are going to want to support you and reach well, the number one fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Tally, Tally, right? Crystal, yeah, of know. course. But yeah, it's like you know, yeah, it's like sometimes it can be more work than it even needs. To, I mean, you don't have to do all that, yeah. like you said. But you know, I think the one thing I always say about any kind of this, I mean, if you want to make it, if you really want to make it, and whatever it is your goal is. Like it's gonna take work and it's gonna take doing things that you don't always want to do. I mean, consistency. Yeah, yeah. it's just that's yeah. a big part of it. Consistency. So. Yeah. Well, that something that's helped me and that I've noticed is uh, Facebook uh, ads. I man, the, just pay the money to kind of have it pop up without you having to mess with it. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's a convenience. Yeah, because I mean, it's saving you the time in the right? long run. If you can afford it. Yeah, you know, if you can not? afford it. I, I try to, basically what I do is I just try to break even. Yeah. And then that way everybody has a good time. I, I'm not spending my money. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I don't think I've seen any significant uptick in results over yeah. a dollar a day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You book something 30 days in advance, a dollar yeah. a day, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not bad. I start doing uh, two weeks before and I'll mm-hmm. throw more money just to kind of, because as it gets closer, right. yeah. you know, then that's more people. And going to groups like nightlife groups, mm-hmm. bars groups, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And that's been, that's been handy. 
Uh, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities. I think the hard part is finding out what to spend your time, what's the most effective use of your time with that stuff. Mm -hmm. I think because we only do have so much, you know, especially, I mean, not even time, but just like the mental energy it takes to get on social media and sort all that shit out for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Also, need people to realize <laughs> the best thing you can do for a performer, entertainer, digital creator, especially a comic, is just share their stuff, man. Mm -hmm. Just share yeah. it. Like, okay, if you see my YouTube video, my TikTok video, it makes you laugh. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you comment. I mean, I do. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, of that. Course. But it's easier and faster yeah. for you to just, just, like, share, just it. share it. <laughs> just that is one of the most beneficial helpful things that you could do because mm -hmm. if i have a hundred people that watch this video and laugh and they all share it yeah and then five of their friends watch <laughs> it that's how we get yeah growth that's mm -hmm. how we get numbers that's how we get exposure that's yeah. how we get that's, followers man just share my stuff i've had so many people like that mm. i posted that cat williams clip from put a cork in did white people watch the uh, Cat Williams interviews? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not going to weigh in on it too much. I will just say that if Cat Williams started airing me out like that, I would be really mad. Mostly just because of his voice, right? When Cat Williams starts spilling tea on you, he sounds like a mystical creature guarding a bridge. <laughs> And you gotta like listen to his rant and then answer a riddle if you want to. <laughs> Why does Ricky Spider get booked more often as a woman than as a man? <laughs> answer this riddle and cross you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good He's got like 2.6k views on YouTube, nice. like a little over 6,000 on TikTok. But I feel like if everybody that liked that mm -hmm. video, or laughed at that video, shared it, it'd be viral, right? Yeah. It'd be, yeah. It'd be yeah. tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. Have if you not a million it? Bit. No, no. No, you just <laughs> I'm poor. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. um, a hard decision for me to make on, on stuff, anything that I do with promotion-wise. It's like, you know, if it's a big show or something, it's like, I mean, with your shows and stuff, you're invested in it, you're actually making money off of it, too, so it makes a lot of sense to... To put money back into it but if you're not it's like ah yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like i don't want to put 20 that's like i gotta go uh you know use this 20 for something you know specific yeah. <laughs> like i don't want to drugs oh uh, so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but uh Damn. i don't know yeah it's stuff is like scooby-doo <laughs> stuff is not cheap but oh but i was gonna say something about like um that kind of sharing and stuff like that i think that it's something i've noticed or i've been thinking about a lot with this is just all you know any kind of business right or or band or comedy it's all about awareness of you know other being a being in other people's awareness of that you know getting in front of them and stuff and so that's like it, it it almost like doesn't matter i think sharing of course because you're you know directly sharing a profile link with somebody else that they could follow and, and yeah but it's like that of course is a huge one but i think that there's no really no wrong answer as long as you know you're getting your name in front of more people yeah there's definitely no one path yeah. uh to the top of so. any of this <laughs> yeah, well i was at uh looney bin last night and i got my like there was a couple comics there that were like 
I had seen they were really great. Shauna Blake and Landry mm-hmm. Miller. Landry Miller. Landry Miller, as we were seeing mm-hmm. Irene too, but I, I got to meet them. It's yeah. really nice, and they did a really great job for the challenge that they had. The crowd was very challenging. <laughs> yeah. Same but they did really great. And But they, they mentioned, like, hey, we. I was like, hey, I'm Nick Campbell. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to, I'd do a show in OKC if you'd be interested. You know, yeah. they're like, oh, we know you. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we've yeah, seen yeah. you. You posted, yeah. you know, and like, yeah. And so it's the exposure from this, the exposure from that, yeah, other people. Everything. I feel like that kind of gets you it's out there. Yeah. You know? I think so, I, probably with that point, I think that it, we, there's probably so many more people that know about us than we even realize. And then it's like, so we feel terrible about, like, you know, oh, we're not doing enough, we're not doing enough, but. You know, they know we're out there. You know, yeah. <laughs> just gotta keep grinding. That's yeah. definitely a good yeah. sign with somebody outside of your area and your region mm-hmm. starts to recognize that and yeah. recognize you. Um, yeah. That's 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 part of it. Everybody, best, we yeah. all need to grow outward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know if I mean? you really like, want to pick up in that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, then now we have options for getting out of town people, which was the goal for this year for all my shows. So yeah. it's like, hopefully we can get more people. Get people in here, and then it's, because mm-hmm. it's all beneficial, people, you know, yeah. anytime you go to a new city, like, I mean, this is, for music, I've always thought, of course, but for comics too, it's like, you don't even know what the venues are, what are the popular places, right? right. And it's like, you need those connections to get, you know, even find out what's worth doing, or, or who to contact. And they need the same thing for here, you know, and we know those things about our city, you know. Yeah. You never know with, like, certain cities, certain venues are going to have just, like, this weird little ticks. Right. And, they, like, last night we are going up to Chaos Brewery uh, in, mm-hmm. in Missouri, Joplin, Missouri, yeah. riding up there with Trevor, and he looks at me just kind of out of nowhere like he just thought of it he's like you don't have any tornado jokes do you I'm just like, oh. <laughs> no this is, oddly, this is an oddly specific yeah. thing he's like yeah I was just gonna tell you don't do tornado yeah. they do not like that shit yeah. out of here like, oh, a lot of people died and now died. I want to write one <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah that, you guys are really blowing me away <laughs> <laughs> no, as soon as you said that I knew exactly where you were going because it's like that is I mean, they've been having a lot more problems. That's like a weird thing with tornadoes. This is not. A Did he know that because he's been there? Or because yeah, he thought he, of that. He, this okay. is like well, the has, show he had he's a joke. done at that location. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sure it's. I'm sure he's speaking from yeah, experience. Exactly. It looks like a good spot, especially being from really Oklahoma. Cool. It was a fun show. It was a really cool spot. Trevor mm-hmm. did great. Teddy YT uh, did great. Both amazing comics. Great crowd. Um, yeah, it was a cool. It was a cool time. Uh, we started talking about like dark jokes and stuff that you'll never like <laughs> probably ever say on stage mm-hmm. or if you do it's a huge risk and I ended up we, we got this it's dark dark conversation <laughs> but we I ended up writing a, a joke that I'll probably never do on stage because not only does it involve Sandy Hook <sighs> but it involves like Slavery and like the Jim Crow perception. It's, it's oh wow, totally dark. Fun. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, so Going places. Can you hum a few bars? <laughs> Just and this this relies on people's intelligence a little bit too, and yeah. actually knowing like a little bit about the history of slavery in America and and, and Jim Crow and all that. But so. And I don't even know how we got on the subject. So, <laughs> all right, uh, the, the the Sandy Hook situation was horrible, uh, but the the parents of some of the victims ended up getting over a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. each for losing wow. a child which yeah. you know that's that's a terrible thing that's not really yeah there's no nothing is enough <laughs> right. you know but 
Trevor was just kind of like, that's a that's a big number. That's <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is. I mean, that's not that's horrible. Nobody wants to lose a child, but that that's it's a, a lot of money. I might be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I would even be okay with three fifths of that. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're not doing that one again? Probably not. Probably not ever gonna do that on stage. I would even be okay with three fifths of that. I wonder though. I bet there's a lot of. A lot of comics out, I mean, most comics, they're not most, but there's probably a lot of comics that have jokes like that. They're like, they, you have these jokes that it's like you've written that it's like you will never actually do. (laughs) Because, or especially thoughts. I mean, we all have these thoughts for sure. Right. So there's no different than, you know, for a comic, why not turn it into a joke? Because I think, honestly, that stuff, I mean, that's why I love comedy so much is like, it makes people think about things they don't want to think about sometimes, you know? Yeah. And it puts it in a way that you can accept it or think about it, and that's not, you know, just the horrible aspect of it, you know, because if you went on stage and just talked about Sandy Hook and made everybody feel sad and didn't have a punchline, it's like, well, that sucks. It's just yeah. me. Why did you do that? Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's not really sad. helpful either. But if you make a joke about it and kind of make it, you know, I don't know. There's no make it a little yeah. bit less uh take the piss terrible. out of it yeah, yeah. take yeah. the hard edge off of it i don't know yeah. but so yeah but there is yeah it's, it's a tricky thing with comedy i mean mm. getting find that line and you know you cross that line occasionally and you can't come back from it yeah. <laughs> so. I, I wish i wish you had white guilt in your tool belt i wish that was something you could capitalize on what do you mean um, like be, I'm, i feel guilty yeah no no capitalize on the audience's white guilt for laughs oh i've got other things <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun i just want yeah. you to experience it just once maybe we can no <laughs> you want to trade sets i was gonna say maybe uh, we could do you up in a no that's bad no, uh, no, i'm not doing that again I, I, I feel like trading sets would be so much that that would be more fun for me and so much more of a challenge for yeah you. absolutely yeah. yeah but i'm gonna give it my own yeah. just if that would be pretty fun if you had to approach that what's what's the first joke that pops in your head that you feel like you would actually be somewhat comfortable with? just try to do try to do me try, <laughs> try to, do, to do you try yeah, to do a little anything oh my god okay and I we're filming? about to take his glasses off. <laughs> and we're filming this yeah okay. <laughs> all right <clears throat> No, hold on. <laughs> Immediately, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Man, I was clearing my throat. Calm down. <laughs> I can't clear my throat. I was like, what am I, honey uh, bear in this video? I dipped my toe in the water and I already got shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Are we talking about Ranch 82? Are we talking just about... Like, just whatever, anyone? whatever. <laughs> I, I'm curious to where your head goes mm. and what, out of my act, you feel like is safe. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's whenever you start talking about Surge-related or 90s-related oh, yeah. stuff oh, or yeah. Voltron or... <laughs> Dude, there was a time when we were at Ugly Flamingo. It was me, yeah. you, and John Childress, yeah. our old buddy from, like, sixth grade, and you hit every uh, part of our childhood. Yeah. And nice. we were the only ones laughing. Yeah. It was, like, ten other people in there, but we were like, fuck it. And that, that's why I love you, man. Yeah. yeah. Because you're like, oh, this guy, you you have 
we grew up in Northeast back. We were like four little yeah. white guys there. You right, know what I'm saying? Right, and right. so we, we grew up around like, you know, black culture. And mm-hmm. it was, is. I don't see any difference, honestly, for me personally. It, other than the struggles that you go through, I don't have those, yeah. which is, you know. So what you're saying is you're basically niggas. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just want to see what Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honorary, maybe. <laughs> but no, I, I think that you know, I, I don't have a fear of that as much as it's just like, all right, yeah. But I, I would 100% do all of your nerdy stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and I would want to do the Little Mermaid stuff just because that shit's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't give it away. But I feel like you could it. do every single bit of my Little Mermaid joke except for. When I found out Ariel's a nigga. <laughs> <That would be. laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's good, one, man. I love those ones. I yeah. love whenever I go into those bits yeah. and Ooh. people are actually, like, shocked or upset. <laughs> not at the joke, it, but yeah. at the fact that certain characters are black or become, like, oh, yeah. everybody knew about The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. But then I'll do the second part of that joke, which is, like, Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Tinkerbell's black now, and you'd, you'd be shocked how many white women are like, "Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no!" <laughs> do you see it, or do they come up to you? I, I see oh, it, and sometimes, like that, yeah. they will literally have that reaction verbally in the mm-hmm. middle of my set, like, like <laughs> Tinkerbell, not her. Um, <laughs> Is that when like, you're like, "But well, listen, listen, yeah, 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 yeah. That's when you get like, okay. I think it might have even been put a cork in it. Like, I got, yeah. I got to the Harry Potter bit, and somebody's like, "No, you leave oh, Harry alone." Oh. Like, yeah. don't mess with Harry Potter. <laughs> but that's like one of your funniest bits. Yeah, I love, yeah, I love that. Bit. Yeah, it's that's a good one. fun for me. Yeah, every one of your bits hit. Yeah. Like, even in like the in a room where it does, there's a baseline to your stuff that's just like you're getting it every time, you know. Okay. And uh, I've seen that. I feel like you've made that jump in the time I've been lucky and fortunate enough to be in like show up right whenever it started mm-hmm. and then luckily I've been able to work a few shows with you yeah. and like Ranch 82 where I've seen you completely pivot yeah. and take basically come at it from a different angle mm-hmm. right, right. and being like hey I know you've never seen a black guy <laughs> <laughs> what is up white yeah. people Texas I mean Whitesboro Texas yeah that was <laughs> But it was it's it's good to see. Oh, you, if you can take the joke from a different angle mm-hmm. for these people from their perspective, yeah, then you and connect with them. So mm-hmm. like at the old folks home, I, I'm really good with old people. You know what I'm saying? I was raised by my grandparents, so it's like I know what they do. <laughs> You've got an old yeah, soul, yeah. yeah. And uh, and so we, when I went in, I was like, I'm just gonna do this grandma stuff that I've written, but never really, but because they identified with it they were more into it yeah. they wanted you know I was talking about how great my grandma was and all this stuff and all these old ladies were like yeah they are great <laughs> I like him he's a sweet boy yeah. <laughs> but that's working towards your strengths yeah yeah, yeah. 100% yeah so yeah because you do a lot of nerd culture stuff did you always do that was that something you kind of incorporated more later that is one of the things that has always been a part yeah. of my act well, I mean you gotta that. go with what you yeah. know that's a, that's why I was curious if that was something that you had realized later on or yeah yeah I I did realize mm-hmm. later on that it had more room for growth like more legs than I thought yeah. that it had because I will a lot of times swing for super obscure stuff yeah like <laughs> but I've had a lot of a lot of other comics really mm-hmm. tell me just like man like I I 
if you even had people that are kind of assholes uh, tell me that they're envious of mm. my ability to take certain subjects that they know majority of the audience yeah. does not know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. necessarily and still make it funny mm-hmm. well like that Will Smith rap bit yeah. yeah yeah. I mean I saw that come from the beginning and then you added a couple things and it clicked in yeah. and just now you get that applause break right <laughs> honestly I, I owe part of that to David Ways Jr uh, hmm. he's the one that told me you should add a couple lines from the Fresh Prince theme song into the joke. Oh, yeah. And I always just thought, like, that's the one Will Smith song everybody knows. Yeah, you don't want to just I didn't take want to the little hanging fruit. <laughs> but I, I took his advice and I did it on mm-hmm. one of his shows and it hit super hard. Yeah. And then, literally, in my car on the way to the next show, I thought of, like, what if I just freestyle a little extra line hmm. that's not his? Yeah. And then that's when I added at the end the, the I got one little fight and I slapped Chris Rock. Would you believe it, Jed? It still won't touch my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And it's just like little stuff like that, man. Yeah. Just... Mm-hmm. Little bits over time. Like, yeah. Incremental change. Sure. Yeah. And that was, that's, that, that's a, that's a three or four year old joke. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. That was okay. a three or four year old joke. I started the observation that every Will Smith song is the same, mm-hmm. and that was just the joke. Yeah. And doing the songs back to back. It's like the in that could that joke could keep going if he keeps putting out music for sure. Yeah. So I mean, so, like, because it's never gonna, you know, whatever the, he does, it's like right. you could build onto that still. I I I I, <laughs> I shelved that joke for yeah. at least a year. Yeah. yeah. Just stop doing then, it. Yeah. Of course. And then back in the news, it and then all the Jada interviews happened, <laughs> and then the slap happened, mm-hmm. and it was just like, all right, everybody is gonna be yeah. doing jokes about this. Mm-hmm. So what's my and then it I was just like oh I'm already doing that yeah tie it in he's obviously a cuck so let's <laughs> tie all that together um, yeah. but yeah it just That's sometimes awesome. life will literally mm-hmm. give just like resuscitate a joke yeah. for you mm-hmm. yeah like, you know what I mean um, just have it ready yeah especially because there's all these new stuff even stuff I could imagine like stuff personal stuff personal stories or whatever you have. That those can evolve based on new things that happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, it's especially like I can imagine like an older joke that maybe you tell about college or something. I don't know, or you know, and then something happens later and you have to go back to college, <laughs> and yeah, then it's yeah. like you could. I don't know. It's just now there's an arc. There's just uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, all kinds of like you could use your life in that way if you wanted to. Yeah. You want to talk about your writing process? What do you do? Oh, you just that... write. You think? I... Yeah. Um. I I don't write. You don't write right. <laughs> I don't write. I, I used to actually write stuff down. So when I first started, I would write the full act, the jokes, word for word. Mm-hmm. And that just doesn't work for me. Yeah. It ends up coming out more robotic, more rehearsed. Just doesn't work. And there's less, I feel like there's less room for deviation when you're doing it that like methodically mm-hmm. and you're shooting for word for word. There's less room for improv and deviation mm-hmm. uh, from your plan. And then I started just doing bullet points. Mm-hmm. Um, just writing out, not the joke word for word, but, but the essence the of the joke, something main, to remind yeah. me. Um, and I just stopped writing. It just got to <laughs> yeah. the point where it's just like, so yeah, many times yeah. I'm just going to completely throw all that out and just do something different anyway. Mm-hmm. Or I'll write a joke at home when I'm stoned and it's the funniest thing in the world mm-hmm. to me and I'll 
go on stage and do it and apparently it's only funny to me yeah when i'm like two blunts in (laughs) yes this is very specific Um, amount of weed (laughs) right and they have not cracked that so they're just not there um yeah 100 percent. it just got to the point where yeah it was more beneficial and more natural for me to work stuff out on stage. Mm-hmm. And by then, I was lucky enough to have a few bits to where it's just like, all right, if I go to a mic and I'm just dying. Yeah, you have something to fall Then on. I could just pull this out. Mm-hmm. But I'm at least going to try this stuff yeah. and just try it out in the moment. And then it got to the point where I think some of the big clubs were like, oh, he's getting booked, so he doesn't need to practice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not true. <laughs> if any of y'all are managing a club or a club night mm. or you have an open mic and you curate the list in any way and you're thinking, this guy doesn't need to practice because he's doing actual shows, <laughs> not true. Mm-hmm. We need to practice. Yeah. Like, I didn't get to where I'm at by not practicing mm-hmm. every single chance that yeah. I got. But it got to the point where I couldn't get on stage for a mic because they weren't giving me a chance to. They're just like, ah, he didn't need it. He signed up, but we're just not going to put him uh, on the list. Yeah. Or I'd go sign up for Lucky Bucket, and they're just like, nah, he was on show last weekend. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to do this. And like, no, I need to, I need to practice. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where for a while there, I was writing in the moment on stage in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I would just try a bit out. I would just riff until something stuck and then flesh things out from there and that's kind of mostly where i'm at now mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'll think of tags throughout the day i'm more of a mental writer than mm-hmm. anything else and uh, you know do you think local showcases are kind of where you're able to like do a little bit more now then or are you i mean right now you seems like you're somewhere every day almost or every yeah, weekend always got shows. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean like I said, I don't perform at my mics really anymore unless I have something pressing, like specific, yeah, that I need to practice for. Uh, but that's really my only. But at least that is. It's only where I can. Yeah. Anymore. At least you do have that. You made that opportunity yourself for you know you can take that opportunity. Whereas, like you're saying, if nobody else will give you an opportunity to get up on in a mic, I mean that's yeah. 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 There's. Uh, I mean, I think there there are a lot of opportunities out there for. Cause I, I think that I love that about comedy is all you need is a microphone and a wall. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. it's just so cool that you could do it anywhere if, if and yeah. So it's hopefully there's going to be more and more of that. I mean, I think there is, so especially like you said, we were saying about 2023 and like popping off in that time. I think that a lot of entertainment kind of popped off a lot more this year yeah this I think the world year. was ready for yeah. it you know what I mean so it's kind of the right timing anyways yeah. for you yeah and I think a lot of people because I think that there's and hopefully this year it's just gonna continue that and get better so I had the benefit of most <laughs> people being bored as fuck for the last two years yeah exactly. <laughs> so that's kind of well I guess what are your kind of um, the your plans for the future this this year 2024 mm-hmm. anything um, in mind yeah lots of stuff man i did yeah. <laughs> I, I did 11 states last year yeah um so i i'd like to at least double that mm-hmm. travel more yeah. um go to places i haven't been spread at out least haven't done comedy in, and mm-hmm. that's already you know i'm already started <laughs> got the hit the ground running the florida stuff uh next month yeah missouri and again in march um but really, main goal is to finish building the website for uh, the festival submissions. Uh, thought I was going to get it done 
in time to have the festival this year, but next year, 2025, there will be a Loud City Comedy Festival in OKC. Nice. Um, So get all the structure of that Mm -hmm. done um, and really just get one or more of the big clubs to give me a shot at headlining tonight. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing to that end, or to book shows, to try to get in clubs or try to book shows out of town? To try to, oh man, just really, uh, uh, Cody's gonna be uh, calling us up to take us to a few places when he has the openings. And other than that, I just started with Florida um, because I have a little bit of business down there anyway. And I just reached out to all my contacts in the area, mm-hmm. got a list of names and or clubs yeah. and just started sending out emails and messages mm-hmm. and attaching a short clip to all of those. Do you do like a YouTube video clip? Yeah, I literally emails. just did that, put a cork in a Cat Williams YouTube clip because mm-hmm. um, it's like less than a minute long. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, an yeah, attention you, grabber. You want something quick. That's, yeah. I, I, mean, I always that. just put on there yeah. like, you know, if you want a full clip or right. even a full set. Mm-hmm. Let me know and I can send it over. Right. Okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's a good. good point. Like a kind of like an entry barrier, just like yeah, yeah. Entry. something because just like, hey, yeah. pay attention. Mm-hmm. Look, I am actually funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, if that's, that catches your interest, call that's me how me. I've always thought about with music. Because I do a lot, so very similar things with music. You just email a club and say, here's a clip of us playing. You know, because that's always very important for definitely for comedy, but for musicians, yeah, it's like they want to see your act. They want to see what what they're gonna book and then but the thing is with most of that stuff it's like they're not gonna listen they're gonna listen the first 30 seconds right. <laughs> you know that's why I chose such yeah, a short that's video so, and so if, a good, you know, if you want you, more let me know I can you give you catch a full, them because, I'll, I'll send you that whole right. set if mm-hmm. you want me to prove that I wasn't just funny in that one <laughs> yeah, minute that, you know right. but. and then, you know but at that point they're probably they probably want to book you or they want to make sure or whatever you know want to right. see more honestly if they if they respond at all right. you've at least exactly. got a fairly solid mm-hmm. chance because this would yeah. be the easiest thing in the world do you references or anything do you like hey I, I know do, this person <laughs> in the yeah, that's really the only time where I will list my credits yeah when I'm reaching out to a mm-hmm. to a business or an individual that I would like to book me that I know knows nothing about me, right? Then I'll actually list all my credits. Like Carlos Mencia, yeah. Phase on Love. It's long <laughs> yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I went to type it in for these trips and I counted all the people that I worked with at the at the comedy cellar and it was mm-hmm. just like. This feels pretentious <laughs> yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. It's a long list. Yeah. It's in the double digits now. Yeah. That's um, Maybe they'll use it. Hey, I feel extremely have you heard about blessed. Brandon? Yeah. 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 Well, because it's like, I feel like if they see somebody, if I'm like booking a comp, you know, whatever, I'm looking at that and I'm looking through and like, oh, well, let me just, you know, you could find out if they're, if you're lying. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, no, 100%. You know, it's like, if, if, and know. if I felt like I had rubbed any of these people the wrong yeah. way, I just wouldn't listen right. to him. Yeah, because the last thing you want is, to be even, like, hey, you, did you work with Brandon Killer? Yeah, yeah, he's an yeah, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like, and, and you know, I imagine at a certain point you could just, I mean, you get into so many people, you're just like, you're cutting it down to the top 10 most well known yeah, or something. I, you know? I try to put it on my business page yeah. um, for for Facebook 
just because yeah. I figure that's one of the first mm-hmm. things people are going to see. Yeah, and see uh, t- I can't, it's nowhere near, there's, you can't put enough characters <laughs> on yeah. there. You, you have know. to kind of, I had to list like two, maybe right, three yeah. people and just leave it at that. But, but yeah, it's still, I mean, yeah, you get the most recognizable names and people, okay, this guy's, you're going to, you know, you've right. been putting in the work well enough. Because I think with that stuff, it's like, I always think about whenever you get booked in a, a you know, the comedy seller or whatever, it's like that, those people, you got in there for a reason. So yeah. then other people are going to see that and like, okay, well, he's doing something right because right. they booked him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So that's always huge. Well, having a picture on that stage of you yeah. is a lot of proof right <laughs> there. Yeah. 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 But yeah. Sure. Well, do you want to go do the bomb? Worst bomb. Bomb, 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 bomb. bomb. What do you got? Man, honestly. <laughs> oh, man, I've never bombed. No. <laughs> I definitely have. Yeah. Um, definitely have. I just don't know if I would quantify. It's it's always painful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, or what's like the one that stands been... out that maybe is funny, or maybe it's just like something that you learn the most from. I don't know. <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to where I've really like only like bomb bombed at mics. Yeah. It's never Not been like, like a, a show, crucial yeah. situation, mm-hmm. like a showcase where it's like, oh, fuck, that yeah. was burned. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. There's been plenty of times where I'm like, I feel like I could have done better, but mm-hmm. I don't know. But not crashing into the side of a mountain. No. no. Like maybe Damon mm-hmm. Detroit at the end of one of my sets at an yeah. open mic being like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> but I mean, yeah, nothing really super stands mm-hmm. out. I, I did have. And it wasn't a bomb, but it was just like me trying a new joke, and I bounced it off one of my comic friends. And this was a joke where I was actually going to attempt to like rap on stage, which <laughs> I don't usually do unless mm-hmm. it's Will Smith shit. <laughs> um, but they tried to give me a tag that they thought was funny, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, dude, I just wrote this, and it's a lot. Don't give me any tags. Not mm-hmm. that I don't think it's good. It's just like I." And barely keeping together what I have here, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're throwing other <laughs> shit in there, and it's gonna fuck me up. And it did, mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely did. Yeah, like I. Uh. That's kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier. Whenever something threw you off your your mental focus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Uh, again, I technically wouldn't call it a bomb, but the last roast of Maniac I was on uh, in Tulsa. I got to the finals, then I lost to Cepeda Cheeks. Partially lost to Kayvon, too. He's <laughs> oh, just yeah. like, bonus round, bonus round, bonus round. <laughs> and that was funny to me. I'll call that a funny bomb yeah. just because by the fifth or sixth time that he asked the audience to vote, it was very cold in the showroom that night. Mm. And um, I can't remember if he said, do you want a bonus round or do you think... At the, yeah, he was like, you guys want another bonus round? You guys want him to tell another joke? That's what it was. And his wife doing the audience was like, it's cold. We want to fucking go home. <laughs> Damn. It's time. <laughs> that was like more of like fighting against the elements. Yeah. 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 It sucks. Um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, we got, I guess one question I always want to ask, and it's kind of maybe a deeper question, but it's like, what's the... And we've talked a lot about, I guess, challenges that we all face. What challenge do you see for comedians that, you know, that you see that you run into a lot or maybe and, and what what do you do to get around it? Or particularly for people, younger people getting into a comedy or, or performing arts. 
Um, ego. Yeah, mm. <laughs> you hear that a lot. And, and, and getting out of your own way. Yeah, they're, they're kind of two sides of the same mm-hmm. coin. You know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta squash that. Mm-hmm. Squash that ego, man. We're all just, we're all just telling jokes. We're yeah. coworkers. Um, Everybody, yeah. You're, nobody's better than anybody else. Yeah. A... But on the opposite side of that, man, just like, you know, things go bad. Don't, don't doubt yourself. Don't do the imposter syndrome thing. It's tough to do. But uh, if you really feel like you got something in this, and and you're passionate about it just keep plugging away man yeah just keep yeah. I'm not doing anything any different than most of these people out yeah. here other than just consistently yeah. plugging away at it mm-hmm. just busting my ass yeah I think that's that's, that's the only difference is maybe my work ethic mm-hmm. I'm not doing yeah. anything else like super different mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling my own jokes. Everybody's got a different yeah, act, you're different being jokes, yourself. different things. But like, I don't think, I don't think I'm doing anything necessarily all that special, mm-hmm. except for just stick to itiveness. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a better sense of self than some other people do? Like, I feel like sometimes, if you're confident within yourself, you can get confident on stage a lot easier, and you don't feel as impostery. But it's almost like who's better at being themselves? Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I feel like a, a big part of it is who is better at being themselves without comparing themselves to everyone else. Mm-hmm. I like that one too. Yeah. That I, that I think I, I think is my biggest benefit as far as just my mentality and how I approach things is I refuse to compare myself to somebody else. It's not the same thing. We're not doing we're doing the same thing, but we're not doing right. the same thing. Yeah. If that makes any it's sense. It's your journey. It's like yeah, yeah. absolutely. <clears throat> like I I've had comics you know put me in their top three uh comics in the city top five stuff like that or in the state even and then they'll ask me my list i'm just like i i genuinely don't have a list like i don't (laughs) do that Mm -hmm. i don't rank yeah i don't rank us i don't rank myself i Mm -hmm. don't do any that i just i feel like if i approach things like that and i thought about things like that i would drive myself (laughs) insane like i just always trying to yeah i just want to be a better me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i just want to be the best me i can i want to i want to hone my craft i want to get better Mm -hmm. and i just want to keep growing i i you know would you do it even if you weren't like this you love it you know would you do it even if you weren't getting a lot of acclaim you'd still go to mics you'd still do Stuff at Bricktown. I mean, I did for six years. Yeah, <laughs> you just love it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. just love it. Right? Yeah, I mean, you're I mean, just gonna do it no matter what. I feel even when things weren't going super great yeah. in comedy for me, even things were going horribly in my personal mm-hmm. life. Thank God, both are yeah better now. doing so much better now. But uh, there was a time where basically I was faced with the choice of take a break maybe even just quit and sort my own shit out and get my mental health taken care of get get better or buckle down and do it more mm-hmm. and I did the latter I decided <laughs> to buckle down mm-hmm. I doubled down I did more I started doing more shows and my thought process was if I'm too busy to think about the bad shit yeah. it won't bother me I like yeah I do that a lot um, <laughs> 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 
successful. Yeah. <laughs> and not only did I benefit from that, because, you know, that's when booking started rolling in. I got started getting more busy, and it stopped becoming a forced thing. It just right. became but I was just naturally well, busy. Well, yeah, I think that's that's um, something that I see in myself. It's like, the more you, it's like, yeah, this when you start doing a lot, I think, with this kind of stuff, it, it is hard at first, but the more you do it, the easier it gets right. to, yeah, to manage. Yeah, that's true. And it doesn't seem like as much. And it takes less mental energy, I think. Yeah. You don't get time to think. Yeah. There have been other times yeah. where I, I, I took the opposite route. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got faced with adversity, whether it was in the comedy world or in my personal life. And I backed off. You know, mm-hmm. take a week off, a month right. off, whatever. And I felt worse. Yeah. yeah. And I, part of that is, like I said, my my, my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um and the fact that it, it it dissipates whenever I'm on stage. Yeah, helps you manage it. And for that little time period that I took that little break, I didn't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that outlet. I didn't have that break from the constant anxiety. Right. So it negatively affected my... It made things worse. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm one of those, and there's, I think, some of us that are like this. I don't think it's just me, but I need it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm worse off without it. So yeah, absolutely, I would, I would keep going. I feel, yeah. yeah. Well, you come off as a performer. I mean, you do a yeah. musician, rapper, yeah. producer, you know, and a comedian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, a, I'm the exact same way with music. It's like I know what it's like to have not done it during the pandemic, and yeah. I was miserable. And it's like I need that outlet. And like I think whatever creative outlet it is for me, I do a lot of different things. But it's like music and performing is one of the biggest i think it's in a weird i don't know but i think it's a similar thing in that anxiety i don't know because i yeah i deal with a lot of the same things with that in that nature (laughs) everybody needs a place to feel themselves Mm -hmm. to feel calm to To feel feel, free and for me it's the stage Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and without that it's not good it's not good well, I you do, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you. I think you completely do it. I, and from what I've seen, and I'll rank. I'll rank you. I'll rank, <laughs> I'll rank you right now. I don't give a shit. Look, you're good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. you're number one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And I tell John Wallen, you're number one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear that shit, John. <laughs> so we're, we're planning on doing a review video game show where we yeah. only give out five stars. Uh, so yeah. that way they don't piss nobody off. Or just off, like you know? every review of it yeah. we ever do. Let somebody else be a critical critic. You know? right, right. We're here to share love. Yeah. <laughs> and John is great, man. I love John. Mm-hmm. He definitely deserves everything that he gets in this business mm-hmm. and in life. And it's just like, I, you know, it it does it feel good when people rank me over him absolutely <laughs> but does it hurt my feelings when people rank him over me no not yeah, at all because yeah. i don't i don't believe in that yeah, man. yeah. You know mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's a that's, good way to look at that's a good attitude sure. yeah and that's the philosophy we're going to take into lively tonight <laughs> so if you guys want to come out to lively even though this is a week later <laughs> yeah hey uh you will have time come see me uh february 4th it's a sunday uh Featuring for Michael Palaskak at Bricktown Comedy Club. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's going to be a great show. He's yeah, one of the last comic right. standing guys. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious person. You got that show. Um, I guess we jump into the upcoming events and we'll yeah. probably wrap it up. Yeah, that uh, sounds good to me. All right, we, what you got? Uh, the upcoming events for Friday, January 26th. Uh, we have friends playing in the, the Resonator at Norman on Friday at 8 p.m. The headliner is Tilt Largo, and the special guests, Sacred Rose, Lunar Division, and Vern Noticed. 
uh, at Resonator in Norman, 325 East Main Street. Uh, $10 in all ages. Uh, Lunar Division, uh, good friends of ours. in a while I mean I've seen them at least three maybe I try to make it to all their shows because they do the same thing for me anytime we play they show up so I love those boys but, uh, uh, but yeah it's a it's gonna be a good lineup kind of a heavier kind of lineup I think with the uh, harder rock but That's resonator yeah they're awesome they're kind of indie rock kind of a little bit of that harder indie rock I would say uh, they're a lot of fun, so check that out uh, Friday, and then also Friday, Nick, you've got a show. Yeah, I've got a show. I would be at that Lunar Division yeah. show because <laughs> I love those guys, yeah. but uh, I'll be too busy hosting the comedy night at Rough Tail Brewing Company. Yeah, uh, Matt Farrell and Wayne Morris kind of put me on that, mm-hmm. and so uh, I've been doing a lot better as far as the hosting goes, I feels like, so they kind of like gave me the opportunity, which is great. I've I've been taking opportunities to do JJ's too, which is good too. next yeah, week you're doing as well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely a great skill to polish. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get amazing at it, you're gonna hate doing it. But it's a great <laughs> skill to polish. But yeah, that one's with Matt Farrell, Wayne Morris, Garrett Barbie, Katie Style, hosted by me, Nick Campbell. Uh, promoter is My Peacock Comedy Production, <laughs> uh, Rough Tail Brewing Co. Three Twenty West Memorial Road, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. That's ten dollars. Man, I mean that's pretty cheap for everybody you just mm-hmm. I just listed. So. Super solid lineup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've never been to Rough Tail. I didn't know realize it was up on Memorial. I probably driven by it a ton of times. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to go. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's like, like across the street from the main event, kind of, or okay. down the road a little yeah, ways. Yeah, I know Matt. We I just saw him a little bit, but I want to see. Because he's going to be on the podcast the day after that show, yeah. right? So next he's going to be by to do the podcast next week too. Katie and Garrett are both Tulsa yeah. people. Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah, this is an interesting lineup because this is a local show, but it's all out of towners besides Nick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Uh, all right, so that's Friday, and then also Friday, you're gonna be in Stillwater. Bad Brad's barbecue. Bad Brad's barbecue. Friday, January 26th, out in Stillwater. Uh, we got your headlining. Yep. Is that right? And then nice. featuring is Curtis Newsom, Daryl Williams, and Zach Amon. And that's the TND Entertainment guys. I think didn't y'all meet them? They were at a lively they came show. To, yeah. yeah. Uh, what guy. was his name, man? <laughs> Tyler. Tyler, Tyler, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah, they're uh, good guys. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I remember him telling you about this show that you're going to be on. That was months ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's had me booked on this for I yeah. say at least yeah. two months. I was going to say um, whenever that yeah. was. I think maybe you guys were just starting to talk about it or whatever. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's five dollars if in advance, ten dollars at the door Friday if you're in Stillwater. Uh, go check it out because they do a lot of shows out there, right? Or uh, these the, guys. The, this do is going to be the first one. Um, uh, Brad, 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 Brad's barbecue. So many bees. Brandon, Brandon Kilo headlining a Bad Brad's barbecue. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, they, a bit. that'll be a fun because there. I know that 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 guy Tyler was talking about 
doing bringing more comedy to Stillwater. So yeah, that's yeah. A big yeah. So goal. TND is him and Daryl. Okay. Uh, and I mean, they're super passionate about yeah. it. Yeah. And they've that's got awesome. it booked at least through March. Yeah. So I think oh, that's beautiful. It's gonna be solid. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, I was, you know, of course, a little worried and hesitant about like what bringing comedy back to Stillwater would would be like, and if you know we would get a turnout. But we did uh, the. Great White Buffalo in uh, December, and that was a great litmus mm. test. I mean, it was, it was a packed out show. They loved it. Great crowd. No, uh, why do you say that? What happened to this comedy in Stillwater? It was just, just there hasn't consistently been like yeah. comedy showcases out yeah. there. I think somebody out there runs an open mic, mm. uh, but it's just one of those towns. It's one of those outlier towns. If you're going to do an open mic, you're really mostly only going to be able to pull from the talent in that town and surrounding right. towns. You're not mm-hmm. going to have a lot of comics that want to come mm-hmm. and drive like an hour to Stillwater for just practice. Yeah, that's true. And then, so you basically have to do a showcase, but when there yeah. hasn't been one there mm-hmm. in over a year, you know, it's always just you're, you're bringing it into an untested, untapped market. Yeah. And mostly probably college kids for the college, for the crowd mm-hmm. um, and they're tough to market to because you can't exactly go and, and bark on campus yeah mm. you can, well you can but for <laughs> so long before yeah. they're like hey you gotta fucking go man mm-hmm. um, and you know you gotta schedule around the college schedule yeah. what are the you know That's you, you, you schedule a show when these kids are gonna be at a game or out of town Oh, Even so in, in yeah. it seems like Norman. I just thought about this, but I mean, there's obviously open mics in Norman, but like, there's not there's only a lot of shows out there, probably Dude. for the same reason. <laughs> yeah, honestly, and uh, I've I've been at, I think at least one showcase and a couple of mics in Norman. Yeah. when college was out yeah and the and kids were not on like, campus yeah, and it was just like why are we even here man? i, I play <laughs> i play a lot of music out in norman because there's they do a lot more music than they do here for sure but it's that's always been a problem <laughs> it was honestly a big risk doing the great white buffalo when we did it because that was like right right when winter break was yeah oh, really? yeah so yeah. The, those kids could have all just been gone right. uh, but we were very lucky that uh, yeah they turned out for us man that was a great show hopefully it'll be good and they can continue doing that and build it up there. i think he picked a yeah. good time to do it you know mm-hmm. toward the end of january uh they're back in school yeah. at the very yeah, least yeah. so yeah as long as you can work that out yeah all right yeah well, it'll be fun. All right. Well, that's it for the show. Thanks, Brandon, so much for coming yeah, on. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for finally having me <laughs> on. Yeah, I thought it was going to be six yeah. years. <laughs> hey, it took us a while to get good, years. man. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. No, it's, uh, we want to make sure you were famous. Yeah, and then now we've, we've gotten a lot of a good um, cadence going with the guests. So, yeah. Thanks for coming and spending a couple hours with us talking about comedy. (laughs) Bye, guys. Appreciate you. Bye. Marty Johnson is a walrus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just playing Marty. I love you. Oh, yeah. That was good. Telling his secrets like that. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to just like, I want to just say Cedric. Let me just pick an Oklahoma comic. and hands me a red do-rag like gang members have, like the Bloods have. And he said, 
you need this. <laughs> yeah, just like that. And the tone, and the, I believed him. You know what I mean? I was like, can you tell me what I need it for? Like, because this, that's some scary shit, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And he was just like, nah, you, like, I'll, you don't have to take it. I was like, no, I want it. I'm not saying that. I was fuck the expert. Yeah, so. So I still have it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm safe, bro. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. And people have asked me, like, did you wash that? And I'm like, absolutely not. I don't want to wash the magic off of it. I don't know how this shit works. You know what I mean? <laughs> and if it's not a magical Negro situation, and he wasn't some sort of like you know fortune teller, or it doesn't have some juju on it, then I just got initiated into the bloods easier than anybody ever has. You know what I mean? <laughs> 